Welcome to Monkey Talk, brought to you by The Four Monkeys Wrestling Part two. Part two for tonight. Thanks, everybody, who stayed with us in the, in the uh, Twitch stream and everything. But tonight, Christopher, how are you doing? I'm awesome. I'm having a blast, having a good time. I'm here. I, I brought my extra long green shirt. As you can see, <laughs> it actually drapes down below the screen. It kind of drapes. Hold on. Let me go this way. Right, yeah, into, right into our guest's backdrop. And... And let's talk about our guest, hailing from Matlanta, Georgia. He's the mayor of Tyrone, Georgia. He is the boozer weight. He's the winner of Action's Cash versus Hair match in 2020. This man is 4 and 0, undefeated so far. We have Mr. Matt. Sex sells. Hey, Welcome, hey, sir. Yay. Glad to be here, guys. Thanks for having me. That was quite the intro. That was, hey, that was pretty damn good. Yeah. I, I told you. I had Can you just like had... be my Ricardo Rodriguez and just follow me around everywhere and like I walk into the bank or the grocery store or anything and just give me that exact intro? It, it would be my pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> it would be awesome. So Matt, we appreciate you you coming and hanging out with us night before big show. We'll get to the show. We'll get to the big match. You, you can see I'm I'm training hard for the. You're the training hard. I like that they have the nice festive looking uh, Pines Ooh. Miller Light now. I I literally bought these just because they were the, the Christmas thing. <laughs> it's Christmas season still. Oh, Christmas, we're still in Christmas season. You brought the tree. It's my office Christmas tree. Come on. <laughs> but we're all very excited to talk about. Friday Night Fights, which is tomorrow, which we're very excited to watch. We're very excited for it to eventually be on IWTV, which have been the last few matches. You have a rematch coming up against Jaden Newman. We will get to that, like I said, but we have to start this interview off at the beginning, like we start all of our interviews off at. So what was young Matt Sells like? Uh, fairly similar to the character now. Um, <laughs> the character is me. I am the character. Uh, so what you see is what you get. Minus the drinking, uh, of course. I actually didn't start drinking until I was uh, 23. <laughs> oh, wow. See, which surprises a lot of people. I, uh, I went to school at the University of Georgia uh, at party school and didn't go out and party once. Uh, so, yeah, I was a little bit different. Uh, but my love of comic books, my love of professional wrestling, my love of baseball, uh, of cats, of everything that people see on my, my social media, that, that was me uh, from, from the get-go. Um, I, I was fat and nerdy, but uh, now I'm just in slightly better shape and nerdy. So it's, it was pretty much the exact same thing. You know, the, most people, you know, that get into wrestling, that, that love of entertainment and love of pro wrestling and love of sports, and it all melded together to who I am now. Now, as we're growing up and we have all these different interests, comics, cats, sports, where does wrestling come in? When does that first kind of image of wrestling 
in a young childhood come up? I like as a, a really young kid, cause you always hear like the people like, oh, I remember watching it when I was like three years old and I, I didn't like it when I was really young. Um, I was drawn more to, to comics and action movies and sports and stuff. And then it was when I was probably nine or 10, um, the NWO uh, got me into it. So it's like, Oh, I know Hulk Hogan. He, you know, he was the, the big, big good guy and all of a sudden he's bad and he's wearing black and white and they're running rampant over w Steel. yeah oh yeah i want to watch this shit now like yeah. I, I i wanted to root for the hills i guess i was a hill mark from an early age that that got me into it and so i was rocking the nwo shirt from there and then by the time 13 14 years old uh when you should be talking to girls and and <laughs> trying to get dates uh, i don't know why i wasn't when i was uh doing my stone cold steve austin impersonation and literally wearing a different wrestling shirt every day that I didn't wear the same one for a month in high school. Like I just had a closet full of everything WWF. So definitely by the time, like I was 13, 14, it was, it was wrestling and nothing but wrestling. Now, would you call yourself a fan of wrestling at that time? Or was there any kind of inspiration to actually become a wrestler at that point? Uh, so it was actually, I started training uh, right before my 16th birthday. Uh, so yeah, it was it, the the seed was planted at that point. I uh, I read McFoley's first book, uh, and for whatever reason, that was the inspiration because uh, that book's you know horrific or should be horrific about you know all oh, the trials and tribulations of making it, and then once you've made it, how horrible it still is. And something spoke to me. I was like, I want to do it. And so yeah, definitely. Uh, and like most kids that age, I was doing you know backyard wrestling, but I was very self aware with what it was. We weren't doing stupid stunts. Even then, I, I knew to, to get the character work over instead of uh, having, having to actually put in any effort. <laughs> <laughs> it's about story, it's about story and character. The wrestling, but like, the, but the, the character I had when I did backyard wrestling was that I had no character. I want, I, I wanted to, be, you know, I wanted to be like the shooter. I wanted, <laughs> I was like Malenko, the, the just the good wrestler. Which, if you watch me now, I was like, what? That's <laughs> <laughs> How, how far you've come <laughs> <laughs> but i was always drawn by the characters like i mean like i said i read mcfoley's book i was a mankind fan i was a chris jericho fan i was you know and, and you know chris jericho sean michaels and like obviously they're fantastic workers but i was drawn to them because of the, the character work and here i was like oh no i, I want to be serious <laughs> did you find yourself imitating a lot of those wrestlers too when you first like yeah about so, i mean i always wrestling? walked around and did the the chris jericho voice like i said i i to this day people love to to get a couple of beers and me and do the steve austin voice so uh yeah like so yeah austin was the big one i i was constantly walking around doing the austin voice and here we are 20 some odd years later and i'm still constantly walking around, doing the steve austin voice look at you look at you how chuckles huh you think you're some kind of clown hey what Chuck, Captain, what, like, Crunch, what? I mean, it's, it's, it, it gets worse and worse the longer it goes, too. It's, it becomes like this parody of this parody of this parody. So, but yeah. It, parody of parody. And, yeah, and you, you, you get me really drinking, and it's, yeah, yeah, it's just me walking around, giving people stunners, doing Steve Austin impersonation. Give Matt more to drink. Got it. <laughs> oh, I'm, oh. <laughs> I'm not going to argue with that. And like anybody else, I had a Hogan, I had a Macho Man. You know, like I think I think everybody that grows up a wrestling fan has those. In, in Everybody's got the Macho Man, yeah, of course. You have to. <laughs> Elizabeth. <laughs> so, past the the backyard wrestling stuff that that you were doing, when you actually decided to you know train, where where did you start? You know, how how, how did that journey come about? And you said you started at 16? 
Yeah, it was uh, 2002, um, which funny enough, I had played high school sports. I played high school baseball and I was not good at all. Um, <laughs> what what uh, position? You know, saw, saw, uh, I was an outfield. I was right field, usually hoping that they, they had no uh, left-handed batters. In the <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, uh, like, I was an okay hitter. I could hit a fastball, couldn't do anything off speed. I couldn't fill the ball to save my fucking life. Um, so I was playing high school baseball and funny enough, I was tired of the politics of high school sports. So I decided to get into professional wrestling because there's no politics <laughs> there. Um, <laughs> so I was researching stuff uh, online as a 15-year-old kid and found that uh, Dory Funk Jr. Uh, actually ran a camp for teenagers uh, to where he would train teens to be, be pro wrestlers. And so I uh, was working a part-time job after school. And I remember saving up money and rolling coins in every way I could to, to pay for it and actually... Uh, Summer of 2002, my mom drove me down from Northeast Georgia to Ocala, Florida to the Funkin' Conservatory, and I did a week down there uh, and uh, enjoyed it. The thing with going to Dory School at that time, and I'm, I assume it's still this way, because it was really cool because it was state-of-the-art. You walk in, like, it's this nice venue, this incredible former WCW ring, you're mm. bumping on crash pads to begin with, and, and, and all that stuff. So it's, it's kind of a fantasy camp, even though you're getting the 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 basics down and so i continued to go down there for a couple more camps and started going to the adult camps at, at 16 and 17 down there um and working some of the shows even though i wasn't fully trained and you know, and which was insane to think about now to be working in front of a crowd and you're like okay i know like a hip toss headlock takeover arm drag and that's it uh and how to bump uh so i was like okay i can't continue going down the, to, to camps down there that's way too far away to, to make a trek so i actually met a couple of guys from nwa Wildside uh when i was down there at dory school that were working the shows nwa Wildside was an hour away from my house so i would nice. drive there and go train two three nights a week and started paying my dues and going to the shows and doing security and all that stuff so i trained under uh mo mostly todd sexton there a little bit of rick michaels uh, and it kind of really cut my teeth there and, and made what I consider my official debut there in 2003. Nice. Now, I normally ask, you know, what was the first bump like? But I, I think I want to know, did you have a oh shit moment? Like <laughs> when someone hit you with a move and you were like, oh shit. I don't know my, if this is for my me. oh shit moment was much less than that because I'm not at, at naturally athletically gifted. Like the first bump was fine. Like it, it knocks the wind out of you, of course, as everybody always says, and it, and it sucks. And hitting the ropes was probably the worst part. Cause you always hear people in it's you, you still cable. You have those nice bruises just don't go away for weeks and weeks. But my oh shit moments, I couldn't do a fucking four roll. <laughs> like, it's like, how are you gonna make it as a wrestler if you can't do it? So I, it was just this, this block in my head. Like I could not forward roll. And I, I thought it was gonna take me for fucking ever to finally do it. So that was my OSHA. I was like, uh, I don't know how to get past this. <laughs> <laughs> it's like chop me, drop me on my head. I can be some kind of garbage wrestler as long as I don't have to forward roll. Like, <laughs> but I, I eventually figured it out, whatever it was, whatever that okay. mental block was. Good, yeah, good. Yeah. I was thinking, I was like, I was gonna say, I you're, I was gonna say you're like, uh, you're like I, have, I think I've probably seen you do something similar to a forward roll in a match. <laughs> he just tripped over himself. That, that's yeah, all. exactly, that's all. yeah. <laughs> you mentioned a bunch of the trainers that you know you were you trained under and everything does one of them stand out as you know the one who you know really taught you that you got that that you felt that you got the most from 
Uh, I mean, I got different things from different people, but actually where I really started to get it, um, <laughs> which is insane to think that I've been wrestling 18 years. And I didn't think I was really like getting it until like 12, 13 years in, but uh, I can be a slow learner at times. Uh, when I moved to, to Philly and trained in the Ring of Honor Dojo and trained with Delirious there and learned a lot, a lot from him. Um, that, that learning kind of a different style than what I was accustomed to, obviously doing the, the Southern uh, kind of character-based bullshit that I do and being able to meld that with that Ring of Honor Northeast style. So learning from him, learning from Will Ferrara, from Cheeseburger, who's a savant. Um, the world will never know how damn good that guy is and how damn good he was like a year in because he, do he doesn't get to show the world a lot because it's not consistent with the character, but he, he can watch one drill and then teach it to the, the whole world. He's, he's fantastic. Uh, Rhett Titus, I mean, all the guys that kind of mentored me there. Kevin Kelly helped a lot with, with promos and character work. Uh, Bob Evans, uh, Brutal Bob, it, it changed my mindset about a lot of stuff. So it, like I said, like I, I can give a lot of credit to Dory Funk and give a lot of credit to Todd Sexton, those guys, because they, they built the foundation. But for what you, you see now and the, really learning how to work and how to work the character that I do, it, it was it really six seven years ago which is insane i would i wish i'd gotten that earlier on uh, <laughs> uh when my body wasn't as broken down from starting to wrestle at 16 years old well we are on the eve of another action show friday night fights number three you got a big match coming up you, like i said like i said in the in the intro of bringing you in so far in 2020 you are undefeated you're four and oh you're on, you're on what some people call a winning streak. Uh, you have a rematch. Yeah, it's, it's great. It's great because it, the, it's, it's been a winning record, not just in action, but in, uh, in all of uh, pro wrestling for me and this crazy that year. Is <laughs> that, yeah, that is true. But yeah, that, that, that unmatched uh, yeah, winning streak in action. And uh, obviously winning uh, la last event against uh, Jaden Newman via ref, ref stoppage, which is the first time I've ever won a match in 18 years via ref stoppage. So, so now I, I, I watched the show. Chris, Christopher was at the show. Uh, we all saw that it, there, a match took place. Uh, Mr. Newman uh, doesn't, doesn't think a match took place, which... I mean, hey, you know, if you get hit in the head that many times into the into the mat, I mean, it, it's got to hurt a little bit. But uh, yeah, if uh, yeah, if anybody hasn't seen it, I would invite you to go uh, and, and go to IWTV to Indie Wrestling TV and check the Friday Night Fights out because you will have never seen this finish happen in the history of professional wrestling. And you never will again because I believe it's the first time that it's an individual's ever been humped unconscious. So. <laughs> I think Christopher I and I said the same thing when we were talking before you came on. <laughs> Pump to submission. Yes. But but now we have the rematch. Or or as as Jaden says, the first match. But what do you have in store for him in the rematch? I can't give away all my tips and tricks, right? That's <laughs> just a just just a little glimpse. Many forward roles. I mean, obviously I, obviously I've been working on, on hip mobility. And, you know, pl plenty of squats, you know, so that way there, there's, yeah, so that way there's, <laughs> there's plenty of glute involvement there that I can, I can thrust and uh, as I uh, bounce my balls off the back of his head and drive his head to the mat. That's <laughs> Do you expect another sobriety Is that the first test? time that's ever been, ever been said on your show? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I take pride in being like, being like an abnormality. <laughs> 
you do you expect another sobriety test before the match? If he wants to do that, if he wants to, yeah, if, if he wants to draw blood or uh, I'll take a urine test, like. <laughs> it's it's going to be the touch your finger to your nose test this time. <laughs> as long as it's not saying my alphabet backwards, because I can't do that sober. Exactly. <laughs> you're, if you can do that sober and you can do it drunk, you're Superman. Yeah, yeah there's, there's no way. Like what, what human being can do that? There, yeah. Exactly. So you're on this amazing streak. It's obviously been the year of Matt Sells. 2020 has been a great year for you. What what a year for it to be my year, right? <laughs> what a year to get. I, I like don't if, think there's a more apropos thing. And and uh, and I've said it, and I, I did the episodes of It's Never Sunny in Matt Lana about it. But like I, my me winning a match caused the apocalypse. Like you know, <laughs> so, as long as I keep winning, we are screwed as a world and society. So sorry. <laughs> Oh well. So so with that, what does the future hold? What what do you what does 2021 hold for Matt Sells other than more apocalypse? <laughs> Hopefully not cuz I I hope it's a good year next year and there's actually people that get to see it more than 35 people and more than socially distanced crowds and 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 it's hard to to drink beer wearing a mask. But um <laughs> Uh, 2021's going to be a great year because, I, I mean, action's going to continue going strong um, because they've built such a following. And, I've, and of course, within that following, I've built a cult-like following there that uh, just kind of just happened out of nowhere. Like, I, I was very impressed when you start seeing kids show up dressed as Matt's XLs, doing the, <laughs> the strut and, and follow. And it's great because when we get back to normal and I'm the fucking Pied Piper, it's amazing. Yeah, I mean... They're, they're all following me around. Um, and then there's all kinds of other stuff on board for 2021. Uh, January 2nd next year, actually uh, running the second annual Boozerweight Classic, uh, where Live Wire Wrestling runs a show at 5 p.m. And then at 7.30 p.m., the Boozerweight Classic happens, where it's legit my bullshit. Uh, <laughs> and the one that we did this, this year on uh, the January 4th this year, so Wrestle Kingdom was actually the second biggest wrestling show on January 4th this year. Uh, it was insane, and it and it it it, it was fun, fantastic. And the, the main event was me and Tommy Dreamer against the Gymnasty Boys, and we had a fantastic time. Uh, I dropped uh, the match uh, first round match uh, announcements today uh, for the January second show. Uh, headlines uh, in the tournament with uh, the vegetables versus fruit match, where it's uh, cauliflower Chase Brown versus uh, Suge D, aka aka Pineapple Pete. Uh, and in the main event of the show, of course, if you book the show, you got to book yourself against the name and. Uh, main event is me defending the live wire wrestling championship against uh, the zombie princess jimmy jacobs which uh it's a bucket list match for me so uh and then if the the, the rest of the year continues like it's going to start on january 2nd I, th I think that gives you a good idea of how uh, how 2021 is going to go for the boozer way what's it what's an amazing future that that's coming around the corner it seems like was a difficult past of getting to this point like you have to be a motivated person. You know, we joke and, and talk about, you know, the character and, and how you act and it is you, but motivation has to be something that, that you constantly have because you've been in the industry for a little while. You've been pushing yourself. What is that piece? What is the piece of motivation that keeps you going? I'm, I'm a very goal oriented person. Um, and I always tell people I'm goal oriented sometimes almost to my own detriment. Uh, but that's what keeps me going. You know, you build those long-term goals and then you base those short-term goals off of that. And uh, you, you, you like to believe that motivation just comes out of nowhere and you're just motivated, but it's, it's based off that goal setting. 
Um, and like I said, my, my short-term goal right now with wrestling, you know, you, you build it off the long-term. The long-term goal is the same as the short-term right now. I just want to have fun because you start driving yourself nuts after a while and you want to make it and, you know, I'm, I'm going to do this and do that. But I always think back, I'm like, if I were able to talk to like 12, 13 year old me and, you know, you, it's easy to get frustrated as an adult. I'm like, I haven't signed a contract here, you know, didn't pan out at this company and this company and it was this close, you know, whatever. But if I, you know, talk to 12, 13 year old me and I was like, Hey, I've worked for TV wrestling companies. You have people buying your merch, you know, you're, you're in charge of your character and this is who you are now. That's pretty badass. And that motivates me a lot to, to know that, you know, 20 years ago, this is what exactly what I wanted. Not a bad thing, you know, to be able to step back and go, I'm in a pretty good place. It's, it's cool that you were able to get to that point. I know it's, it's a struggle for some people to kind of get to that at peace point where it's like, no, I'm, I'm happy with what I've done. I'm happy with where I'm at and I'm happy with what the future holds. And yeah, and it's, it's this, this happy medium to where, yeah, you're happy with it, but you're not complacent because you, you want to drive a little bit more and that drives, drives your creativity and you want to do this and you want to that, do that. But like if stuff becomes unobtainable, then it becomes so frustrating as well. So it's, yeah, it's, it's a struggle. I, I do a good job of uh, putting on the happy face public persona I know, but <laughs> yeah, just, just like everybody else and especially any entertainer and professional wrestler, there, there's, there's struggles there, but. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'd love to be able to, yeah, like I said, tell tell kid me that uh, this is it. This is pretty awesome. So obviously, beer is in your hobbies. <laughs> obviously, you talked about your cats. You you do some of your, your, your tweets and, and some of the, the skits you do or promos you do. What other kind of hobbies do you have? What are you interested in that isn't involving being in the ring? I have a lot of interest outside of wrestling, which which one of the best uh, pieces of advice I ever heard anybody give was actually Maria Canellis at a, a Ring of Honor tryout camp that she said, you've got to have interest outside of pro wrestling or you'll drive yourself nuts because you get so many guys that, you know, pro wrestling is my passion and this is all I do. And, but my interest outside of wrestling a lot of times are inspiration for wrestling. But uh, I, huge comic book fan, uh, huge Batman fan. Anybody that's ever seen my ink, it's all Batman, the animated series stuff, essentially a uh, huge metal head with my, my crew and, and Metallica right there. Um, I love going to concerts, uh, anything from badass metal shows to shitty mainstream rock and new metal. I'm a diehard Nickelback fan. And I, I love that because people roll their eyes and I, I take, <laughs> I take pride in that in one night. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. So, so yeah, yeah, you get that get that reaction, and that and that's perfect. So if it's any variation of rock, I enjoy. So go out, have a couple of beers, and go to a concert. I love. Uh, anybody that follows me on social media knows when you can attend sporting events. I'm at so many Braves games. Uh, I'm a huge Atlanta Braves fan. Grew up an Atlanta sports fan. Uh, so I. I, I got used to losing pretty quick. <laughs> I, I came to grips with failure as a, as a child pretty early on. Um, and, ju and just to hang, hanging out and just, just having a good time. I, I love action movies and video games. Uh, I always feel like I was so much better at video games when I was a kid. Uh, I don't know if they got more di difficult or if I got worse at them, but I'm a huge, huge Madden fan. Huge MLB the show, of course, and then then kind of throw, sprinkle some other stuff in there, some action adventure stuff that makes me want to throw my uh, controller <laughs> at the TV. <laughs> yeah, I've done that a couple of times. 
I, I've never broken one and I love my TV because I, I bought a nice TV last year and I was like, there's been times where I was, yeah, I get frustrated. Like, no, we're, we're not, uh, we're not doing this. <laughs> I, I couldn't, I couldn't do it and break the TV. I would just break the controller. I would there just literally yeah, take the wire controller. Better. Yeah, they, yeah. There have been times where I've thought about, I'm like, come on, like let's, let's, let's step away from the situation. <laughs> I wish I had that inner, that, that inner dialogue before that's, uh, I that's just re- went. That's really new for me. <laughs> You're talking to a little bit more Zen Matt Sells right now. Because <laughs> no, it, my, my, my natural state's very much of just wanting to scream and rant and rave. And <laughs> yeah, I've done that a couple of times against Mr. Christopher here in some, some of the older Madden games where I just... Keenan McCardle. Shut up. I was so damn good at that game as a kid. And now like, and now like, even on like all pro mode against the computer, I'm okay. But like I'm playing in an online league and I, I'm legit like fucking like three and eight or something. Come on. <laughs> the game's got harder. It, I, oh, yeah, big I, time. I, the game's got harder. Like, and, and like I used to be really good at passing and now I throw like six picks a game. Like, it's just a matter of, and then I can't play defense for shit. I, I don't know what happened with that. I can never do that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Freaking Madden. I hate it. Never played. Oh, we can just do a whole podcast on Madden and how much how frustrating it is. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. And then and, and I'm an insane person too, because I buy MLB the show every year. because uh, mm-hmm. like I said, big diehard baseball fan. And then I have to play a franchise mode. I have mm-hmm. to play every single pitch of a 162 game season and the playoffs and the all-star game and the home run derby on top of playing online games. On t- yeah, yeah, it's and then I'm like, I don't, why don't I, what do I do in my free time? I, you ask what my hobbies are, MLB the show. Well, you mentioned, we talked about the career drive that you had before. Now we're going to talk about actual driving. So. Well, not drinking. And not drinking. No, 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 no drinking I, and I'm, driving. I'm responsible with that. Uh, so road stories. Going to was, shows, coming so back from shows. Also, I don't know if I can give any stories. She, as as Val said to Riley in the first interview, you can change people's names, but give us some funny road stories, some traveling stories that you've picked up over the years. I mean, I mean, you do stuff to kind of entertain yourself on the road. Uh, God, I'm 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 trying to think. Uh, so, all right, so so this so. On the road in, I was living in Philly, and we, so we were in Nashville for Schmring of Schmoner um, <laughs> when I was working for them. Uh, so we were gonna, uh, you know, we had a show, show the following night. NXT was actually in town that night. And so we had an off night. We, I worked on Ring Crew, and so we, we set up the building. We were working at the, the uh, Nashville Municipal Auditorium, which is a humongous venue, which is it's very historic for, for wrestling in, in that town. So of course, like we're in Nashville. Nashville's a fun party town. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna go out for a little bit, and the ring crew is gonna go help flyer at uh, at the NXT show afterwards. All right, cool, whatever. I can go have a couple of drinks and be able to be fine to do that. Um, so we are, you know, out drinking, and I'm drank with a couple of people, and I'm drank, 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 and then end up in a bar, and I'm doing shots of Jaeger with ODB, and like it's just like every person I can go up to and continue to drink, 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 and it's yeah uh so which is like oh hey matt we got to go and we're gonna, we're gonna fly okay cool and so i'm like i have a couple more drinks and then go to flyer and so i am just so lit at this point that i 
they're calling me, the couple of other guys that I'm going to flyer with, and I can't walk and talk on the phone at the same time. I'm that drunk. So I sit down in the middle of the sidewalk, and I think that I'm eloquently speaking. And hey, guys, I'll be there in five minutes. I'm almost <laughs> there. But apparent, apparently, it was coming out. <laughs> and so they were like, Matt, do not come and represent this company in that state. Do not. You stay right there. And somehow, I managed to call an Uber, get back to the hotel, shower, and go to sleep. And I have no recollection of how that happened. So. <laughs> But yeah, skill. <laughs> My other f- favorite raid, uh, road story actually is, is another Ring of Honor one. Another uh, idle hands are the tool of the devil. Um, if I have downtime in a town and I don't have anything else to do, it's not going to end well because I'm going to go out drinking. Um, so hopefully, he doesn't mind me name dropping him uh, for this story. But uh, cheeseburger um, again, savant wrestling. So I'll put him over before this story. Uh, so I wanted to go out. It was a Monday night outside of Detroit, Dearborn, Michigan, and I wanted to go out and. and have a drink and, and go to the strip club because why not? Because why wouldn't you on a Monday night? And nobody else wanted to go except Cheeseburger. He said, yeah, I'll go with you. So we go to this shitty little strip club. Uh, <laughs> there's literally two strippers working and me and Cheeseburger are the only patrons. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good ratio. Good ratio. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So we, we, so we get to talking to the girls and they're, they're like, look, we're not even going to bother hustling you for money. Like we're so bored. We're like, if you will just stay here and hang out with us to close and just talk, like we're not going to bother you. <laughs> and so we did that. So we closed down the strip club, just, just hanging out with two strippers. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> See, I, Christopher, again, this goes back to the coffee table book of road stories from wrestlers. No names, just stories. It, and I, and it, I've, got some, I've got some better ones that I, I, I would not want to share. <laughs> Like most wrestlers, you know, like just involves all kinds of uh, uh, nefarious uh, (laughs) tactics. We're going to work on this coffee table book. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. All right. So speaking of things that are good, speaking of things that we like, you gave me some ideas through our conversation. We'd like to touch on some favorites. So you mentioned you're a big baseball fan. You mentioned you're a big Braves fan. I won't hold it against you being a big Mets fan because I have also experienced many years, many years of sadness due to the Braves. (laughs) Yep. Due to Chipper. (laughs) Let's not talk about Larry on this podcast. (laughs) What I want to know is, being a big sports fan, what is your favorite sports moment? that you remember what is what is the moment 95 world series uh i I remember vividly being a kid and sitting there on the couch with my mom and that the final catch for marquis grissom for them to to clinch the world series and and i remember jumping up and down screaming um the 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 favorite live one uh would be i actually got to attend game one of the 99 world series uh Mm -hmm. The World Series where the Braves got swept by the Yankees in four games. Um, so in, my mom ended up uh, buying tickets for me and a family friend, and, and he took me uh, when I was 13. Jeez. Uh, and uh, we had tickets that were the, in the very, very, very tip top of, of Turner Field. Like we were literally the last row. And it all of a sudden turned unseasonably cold in October in Atlanta. So I was literally in shorts and a t shirt. <laughs> so just 
frigidly sitting there watching <laughs> watching the Braves get beat three nothing in a in the game one of a series that really swept. But still, it's obviously a really good memory. Is that you know I can vividly remember it now. So. <laughs> you were there. That's the important part, right? And, mm-hmm. and 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 I I said this year like if they had made it to the World Series and they were allowing you know a select number of people to to get in in Texas. I would have probably driven myself into debt, like to, <laughs> to, to go and see however many games, you know. So you mentioned you're a big comic book fan. I know you said Batman as your favorite comic book, but do you have a favorite Batman villain? I, I know you got some tattoos on there, but is there one specific that? villain that stands I, I'm out? Gonna, I'm going to be as cliched as possible in, in Joker. Okay. Yeah, I think I think anybody's going to say Joker. And specifically that version of the Joker, the, the Mark Hamill voiced animated series, because mm-hmm. I, I thought it was a good middle ground. It wasn't, it's not super cartoony, but it's not, you know, Alan Moore homicidal maniac too, uh, which that's a character I've always liked with, with the different interpretations, you know, like the Joaquin Phoenix Joker uh, for the solo, that solo movie was fantastic, but it's obviously different than Cesar Romero or Jack Nicholson or, you know, whomever Heath Ledger. So yeah, definitely the Joker. Uh, Two-Face is probably a close second, obviously. <laughs> just, just, just an excuse yeah, to go like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. and, you know, I love Harley Quinn, and like if we're going, yeah, Poison Ivy. Yeah, you know. uh, yeah, I love one of these. <laughs> yeah, we just, yeah, uh, just an excuse to flex. That's all. Uh, all this is just hey, working out. That's so. I, that's so. I'm like combination Jim Douchey and nerdy at the same time. So we're all nerdy for something. <laughs> I think that's what people need to realize. Like we all call yeah. ourselves nerds for some reason. And there's, like my problem is though, out. like I'm not, and I don't feel like I'm enough into any one subject to be super nerdy or I guess geeky would probably be the correct term with that. Like I like comic books, but like I, I can tell you everything about Batman and that's about it. Like, I, I mean, I'm, I, I'm into everything, but like the deep dive of knowing stuff from 60 years ago, of, you know, th- this was his one appearance in the Avengers. What, like, I can't, I, I can name, you know, the characters in the mainstream movies. I'm into the mainstream books and stuff. And there's a few like cult things I'm into with that. And it's like the same with sports and, you know, wrestling and everything. Like, I don't, I don't feel like I'm nerdy enough. I'm just nerdy enough with everything. <laughs> That's good. Just enough. Just dip of the toe and everything. Just, just enough that, yeah, unlike, yeah, we're 12 year old Matt, like girls would actually talk to me now. <laughs> <laughs> That's a plus. <laughs> so, Music was also something you mentioned. Uh, we usually like to find out if anybody has a favorite, maybe live music show they've ever been to or a favorite live music event they've ever gotten to go to. Uh, so uh, anytime I've seen Motley Crue, Motley Crue is my all-time favorite band. Motley Crue is friggin' amazing live, even with Vince Neil's awful blown out vocals now. Like it, the theatrics, they're covered up. Um, Still Panther. Uh, I think oh. by far, by far, I've seen them six times now. Because um, it's a variety show. You're not going just, just to go see music. Like you're going and you know you're going to see, you know them. Pl- you know they're they're you know fantastic music musical performers on on top of the fact that it's a, a fun comedy show. On top of the, the fact they're going to pull hot chicks on the stage and like it's just everything you, you want out of a, a a good night of like a hair metal parody band on, and. Yeah, I think Still Panther's right up there. Uh, seeing Metallica live was great. Uh, God, I, I can just name off so many concerts I've enjoyed thoroughly. I've, I've seen, Sl- I saw Slayer twice when they were still together. Yeah, yeah, Slayer was always fantastic. Um, always. I was. Yeah. I I got to see Slayer 
on their the the last tour that they came through when they came through Pennsylvania. I yeah, saw them up at, Her- at Hershey Park. I, I saw I saw that on the same tour in Atlanta. Um, uh, I saw Tool earlier this year, like back before the world shut down, and uh, getting to see see that because I saw a Perfect Circle a few years ago, and so like I'm a big Maynard James Keenan fan. Uh, so I was like, okay, Perfect Circle is awesome. Tool was I always tell people it was very close to almost a religious religious experience. Mm-hmm. Cause anything Maynard does, he, he makes sure the crowd can't have their cell phone out which is amazing. So like, you're actually like tuned into it the whole time. You're not, not fucking around. Cause it's so easy to do. Like, you, you know, even if you're really into something, you're fucking around on your phone now. So to actually have to be in the moment for two hours is awesome. And actually I saw, I saw people at a perfect circle show actually get thrown out for getting on their phones. Like really Don't fuck around. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> do you have a guilty pleasure as far as music goes that somebody like wouldn't really think of when they think of Matt sells? Um, so Dave Grohl had a quote a couple of years ago on, on Mark Maron's podcast that I kind of subscribe to that there's really no, no guilty pleasure when it comes to anything like, like what you like. Um, <laughs> but with that said, uh, I love, uh, like mine gets really crazy if I'm on long late night drives, uh, coming back from wrestling shows, if either, you know, you have people in the car that, that have fallen asleep or I'm driving by myself. So it starts out and, you know, it's Metallica, Motley Crue, Nickelback, all that. And so then it, then it gets to where it's, you know, harder and harder to like Norwegian death metal to, you know, stuff that's still fitting in my motif. And then eventually I'm so tired. You're like, it's gotta be stuff I can sing along to. So that's when the boy bands come out. That's when Britney Spears comes out. Um, So the guilty pleasures this year, specifically in 2020, I was actually tweeting about this the other day, Miley Cyrus and Machine Gun Kelly put out rock albums this year. And I thoroughly enjoy both of them. <laughs> Miley Cyrus just released hers. I think it was uh, either earlier this week or last week. And I was listening to it at the gym two days ago. Amazing. <laughs> 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 it's like an 80s pop rock album. It, it, hmm. it, I love it. Like she's got a duet with uh, Billy Idol and a duet with Joan Jett. And it's like, I should, I feel like I, I shouldn't like this, but I do. And the same, same with Machine Gun Kelly's album. Like I can't name one Machine Gun Kelly song other than like the stuff that's on that album. He did a pop punk album. And like, it sounds like, like early, like Blink-182. And I, it's, hmm. and I'm like, okay, this year is even weirder now because of the two of my favorite albums, <laughs> not artists I would ever listen to. So it's a year and, to be weird. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm okay with that. Um, I, 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 if we're going like the, the, the consistent weird, uh, Friggin' just guilty pleasure, toxic by Britney Spears. I that I will sing along like a motherfucker to that song anytime I hear it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so catchy. <laughs> Chuck, what you got? I know you always come up with a good favorite. Well, the guests. B- before we we segue away from music, um, since you mentioned Steel Panther, did you happen to see the? Uh, redo of their own song called Fuck 2020. No. Okay. I tweeted I'm, this I'm out. I'm going on YouTube as soon as we're done. <laughs> I, I tweeted this out the other day when I saw it. I, I always get updates from like all the metal like websites and they give you all the news things. And right. I saw it and I was like, ooh. So they, they had a song on their new album and they... Fuck, fuck everybody. Uh, yep. Yeah. And they took that and they turned it into Fuck 2020. Oh, and shit, yeah. changed the as lyrics. As soon as we're done, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> it was spectacular. Anybody out there that's that's watching, listening, whenever whenever you see this, please go check it out because it is hilarious. 
and you have to, you you have to you have to if you watch it on youtube you can click under and it'll actually give you the lyrics so you can see what some of the lyrics are for it it is spectacular oh fuck all right yeah i'm sold okay so (laughs) we we had so you're a drinker we know that. No, we no love that. All. It's water. It's all chemical. <laughs> what? What? What's? What's the? What's the go-to for you? Miller Lite. I've been angling for a sponsorship with them forever, uh, and not like the sponsor I probably need from AA, but a sponsorship from <laughs> from Miller Lite. Um, I, I, I'm just. I'm a fan of. I'm trying. I'm trying to get sponsored by them, so I don't want to say it, but shitty light beer. Um, so like I like Miller Lite, I like Michelob Ultra, I like Corona Premier. Um, that's how you keep this physique is going light beer. Um, I, I I can't do uh, like shots. Um, I, I have a friend who actually works for is under contracted under a, a with a TV wrestling company now, so I probably shouldn't name drop him. Uh, but like he always had that wants to do shots if we go out. And I'm like, I don't do shots, I don't do shots. So then I end up doing shots. Um, <laughs> and the last time we did that, it ended up with us in the back of an Uber after a Braves game at 3 a.m. in a Taco Bell drive-thru, uh, challenging people to a fight uh, <laughs> in the drive-thru because they were being assholes and then the Uber driver like cheering us on. <laughs> so that's why I don't do shots uh, on top of the fact that it just make me queasy. But yeah, Miller Lite and other shitty uh, – shitty light beer um my goal don't ever invite me to a wedding uh because my goal at any wedding is to see how many drinks i can have during the reception Ooh. yeah so yeah <laughs> <laughs> so i have a record i don't even know if i, I should put that number out there <laughs> you you can tell us when we go back to the green room after because you know. it's it sounds problematic <laughs> <laughs> Okay, but but like I I love if I'm gonna do liquor like I, I do vodka and like a, a, give me a good Moscow Mule or a vodka and Ooh. Coke Zero. Mm. I think I'm actually addicted to lime juice more than I am alcohol. Like I like just yeah. sticking lime and everything. So so just water and lime. That's yeah. That's what, what's in here right now. I promise. <laughs> Molly Crew favorite crew song. Uh, the one I use for my interest music, Wild Side. Love it. Uh, let's switch to the other one, Metallica. Favorite Metallica song. Oh, so that's harder for me. Uh, oh, ooh, oh, that's oh, that's difficult. Uh, I'm gonna say probably Master of Puppets because it's my favorite Metallica album. Either Master of Puppets or Battery. Nice. Um, good, good answers for me. <laughs> good answers and, for and, me. And then, and Motley Crue, my favorite lyric that I I always tell people is kind of my mantra is. Uh, from a primal scream. Uh, if you want to live life on your own terms, you got to be willing to crash and burn. And I, I always feel like that's a, that's an appropriate thing to, to remember. Like, you know, stuff's not always going to work out, but if you're living the way you want to live, it, sometimes that happens. So Yeah. Did you see the dirt movie on, I think I it was on I, Netflix? I fucking loved it. Um, the, the book's amazing. I don't know if you've ever read the book. I, anybody that hasn't read the book, I would wholeheartedly recommend it. It's been one of those books I've read over and over. Uh, Cause it's just, fucked up debauchery that you would figure is Motley Crue. Uh, I thought the movie did a really good job of condensing down a 30 year history that was put in a 400 page book into a 90 minute movie, you know, yeah. like, and, and, and it kept the right tone where it was funny through a lot of it. And it did serious, serious parts. Right. And I thought every actor did a pretty good job with, with the portrayals. So yeah, I actually, I've actually been telling myself the last couple of weeks I need to go back and rewatch it, but I'm in a Christmas movie watching phase now, of course. So. Yes. 
I nothing, have, says, nothing says Christmas like, you know, sex, drugs, and Motley Crue, so. Uh, yeah, true. <laughs> I, I was happy this year. I actually got to catch my favorite Christmas show, the uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, as it was live on, well, not live. Oh, fantastic. As it was on TV, because last year I completely missed it. I, I, haven't, I haven't had a chance to see it in a couple of years. It and Frosty, like I just haven't. You know, I was watching, actually, before we started uh, doing this, I was watching uh, the first, like, 45 minutes of Home Alone, which I have not seen since I was a kid um for whatever reason i was like oh disney plus and i seriously have disney plus just for the mandalorian and and the simpsons like <laughs> but i was like oh home alone's on here i'll throw home alone on in the first 10 minutes that movie almost gave me a panic attack <laughs> where the kids are running around I'm like this is awful this is what hell is like no like, <laughs> and like kevin's a little snitch like right at the beginning was like he deserves to get murdered by the bandits like <laughs> my my view of this movie is completely skewed now as an adult <laughs> oh man uh do you like the mandalorian i love the mandalorian it, it, god i just i just watched uh last week's episode a couple of days ago and god, it's it feels more star wars than anything they've put out since the originals like it just it yes. has that vibe to it um i love that most of the episodes are short yep because uh, like mo most people now i have a short attention span so you throw something out there for 35 minutes a little little kind of space western you know just here, here it is here, here's this individual story for this week i god i love it it's so well done i'm sad that it's coming to the end of the second season already yeah like it, i was thinking it feels I was thinking like it literally just started yeah like i, I kind of want john john favreau to take over like any property i lo loved as a kid and just and see what he can do with it now because yes. he, he does a good job with everything he's in charge of agreed agreed that that's all i got christopher <laughs> all right well, I got one more before the big one, but I have to switch it up because Matt took our question. I know, right? Earlier <laughs> in the so Matt already talked. Well, no, no, no. He, he, he talked to his 12 or 13-year-old self. Well, so. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not, 10 year old I'm not well, doing that. 10-year-old went through some shit, man. <laughs> I'm not completely different. <laughs> we're going to take that for your answer for that one, and we're going to switch things up a little bit, something we've never done on this podcast. We're going to let Matt Sells talk to his retired from wrestling 65-year-old self. Oh. And Matt so are, you Sells, saying, are you saying I don't retire from wrestling until 65? <laughs> this sounds awful. Well, <laughs> I, shuffle, I shuffle around now, and now you're like, you got 30 more years in you. Like, <laughs> you're in the prime of your career, kids. <laughs> what are you going to tell retired matt sells retired old family man whatever whatever, whatever you picture yourself to be at 65 years old so it's what do gonna you be tell? talking literally to me just older because like i don't i don't i always tell people i'm peter pan like i spend my weekends in spandex and i'm never gonna grow up so 65 year old me is is me i'm gonna say sorry about the liver um i should have taken better care of it um i should have probably not taken those chair shots uh i think you're doing okay now cognitively speaking um i'm sure you're you're looking forward to star wars episode 144 whatever's out now um can't wait to see it with you <laughs> sorry about the the dexterity and, and lack of hand-eye coordination so you can't play the ps12 um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, maybe some of those tattoos were poor choices uh, when you're age, age to 65. 
Um, Joker's looking a little rough. Uh, sorry about <laughs> that. Um, Har- Harley's a little saggy now. So, <laughs> no, I, 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 I tell him like, you know, like, I hope it was worth it. I hope, hope you enjoyed the ride. Uh, Cause I know I'm enjoying the ride right now. And, and I like to believe that 65 will have enjoyed the ride as well. And um, anybody that knows me in case you can't tell right here, I, my favorite subjects myself. I love talking about myself. So I hope the 65 year old me still continues to do that. Um, and then he continues to do what I've really been uh, working on doing a lot lately. And that's uh, oh, here's serious answer. Uh, continue to, to help out people in any form or fashion, especially in wrestling. Like I've, I know that, uh, you know, there are people out there that have a skill set different than mine. So if I can impart some wisdom on them and it, it's what helps them make it. And that's my legacy in wrestling. I, uh, you hear a lot of people say it and I've finally started kind of believing as I, I want to leave wrestling better than it was when I found it. And so to be able to, to help out the other people, I, I think 34 year old me is doing that. And I hope 65 year old me continues to do that as well. So Oh, rare, serious answer from me. All right, let's go back. Ask me something fucking funny now. Um, <laughs> I don't like okay. that. I, I, I feel uncomfortable. <laughs> I, I got it. So before we get to the final, final question, I got, I, I got two things. One, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Oh, fuck yeah. The, the whole, that movie exists because of Christmas. John McClane wouldn't have been there in that office building if it had True. not been Christmas. End of story. Exactly. Truth. Exactly. Now, and now I got a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho is the the greatest Christmas movie line ever. So also happening uh, tomorrow night uh, at action. We have a, there's a big championship match. Unfortunately, you're not, you're not in this one yet. We have AC Mack going up against Eric Royal. You have been in the ring with both of these gentlemen Actually, I've not. I've never wrestled AC Mack. Not, not, not. Oh well. Okay, so I take that back. Not one on have one. I? Cause I, but you, you guys hit the head a lot. Maybe I have. Please, you, like. <laughs> you, now you've been in like, uh, like battle royal scramble matches together. So you might not have been in the ring at the same time. So I, I apologize for that. No, I, yeah, you've got me really thinking now. I'm like, uh, yeah, I, I think yeah, we may have been like in rumbles and stuff, and never, yeah. yeah. So. Who do you think is going to come out on top in that match? And are you going to, Mr. Matt, head of action, are you going to ask for a title shot? Well, let's see. If Eric Royal wins, I have a pinfall victory against Eric Royal. How did Eric Royal get a title shot before I did? So if Eric Royal wins, absolutely, uh, I should be the first in line for a title shot. Um, If AC Mack wins... He beat a guy who I beat, so clearly we're on the same level. So I'm going to ask Matt for an action title shot. Uh, so, yeah, I think whoever comes out, uh, a guy who after tomorrow night is going to be on a five-match winning streak in action wrestling, kind of deserves a title shot. You know, are, are we doing uh, doing rankings a la AEW? Because I, I think I have I, – I have to be there. Like, I, I know uh, Matt Griffin's not as much of a numbers guy as Tony Khan, but like he has to be crunching those numbers somewhere. And like, you yeah. have to see that like Matt sells is right there. So I agree. I, um, I'm going AC Mac. Okay. But either, either way, yeah, I need a title shot. And just cause I, I, uh, I think AC Mac and I would be a, a fun matchup as well. And I've already beat Eric. So be fun. Be, be fun to add another one to the list when I beat AC Mac. Yes. 
Okay. I don't think I was supposed to lick my hands in a pandemic. That was, that was probably bad, but then not, I washed them before. Alcohol if, kills germs, right? If, yeah, yeah, if you wash them before. Maybe not light six, beer, but yeah. Six feet of <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is literally just water. I have to get soaked now. Yeah, that's, yeah. There you go. Wash I it. get hydrated before matches. It's light beer. So here we are. We're, we're all the way. We made it to the final question. It's an important one for, for some people out there. This podcast, it's been highly debated. We don't, Christopher and I don't know why it's been debated. I mean, for us, the, the, the answer to the question is easy. But, Matt, are you on Team Single Stuff Oreo or Team Double Stuff Oreo? Obviously, as the rock and roll model, I, I believe in excess. <laughs> if something, a little bit of something is good, then a lot of bit of something is very good. So double stuff in a heartbeat. And that even really won't worry. <laughs> so, that, that, so like I said, I, I was a fat kid. Like I was a fat kid. Uh, wrestling actually inspired me to lose a bunch of weight because I, I knew that I was not in shape to do it. Um, so I actually lost 75 pounds as a teenager when I, I started training, but no, so I used to sit down and every Monday night watching raw, it was a big ass glass of milk and literally at least half a pack of Oreos, just dunking Oreos and going, Hmm, one day I'll be built like triple H. <laughs> 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 That's how this works. Right. <laughs> now I've never dunked an Oreo and beer, but I guess I feel like we should probably try that. Oh God, Oreos are amazing. <laughs> they are. You got me thinking now. If like we could get like some. Okay, no, never. No, let, no. We don't want to get sidetracked. No, no. You get like get like some get some rum chata or something, oh. and do like or white Russian and don't. Ooh. Oh, okay. Uh, 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 yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't normally dunk my Oreos in anything, but no, oh. Russian. I I might have right. To. Oreo. It's like it's the, the big Lebowski Oreo dunk. There you go. It's <laughs> excellent. Matt, we have had a blast. We've had a really good time tonight. We're very excited to have you on the show. Uh, looking forward to tomorrow night. Looking forward to when it airs on IWTV. Where can everybody find you out there on the social media? Uh, go ahead and follow uh, at All Cells Final, A-L-L-S-E-L-L-S-F-I-N-A-L. Uh, that's my Twitter and my Instagram handle. Um, I do, my Instagram is mostly just pictures of beer. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm more cerebral, so I prefer the written word. Um, I'm the older end, end of millennial, so uh, I'm not as good as taking, at taking pictures. Uh, go to facebook.com backslash rock and roll model, uh, R-O-C-K-N. R-O-L-L-M-O-D-E-L. Hey, how about that for drinking, being able to spell? Go there. That, that, that's my Facebook fan page. Uh, give that a like. Um, and then uh, be sure to follow me around uh, everywhere I go tomorrow night. Obviously, Action Wrestling, Friday Night Fights, uh, Bangers Only before that. January 2nd, Livewire in Augusta, Georgia, uh, featuring uh, the Boozerweight Classic at 7.30 after, after the Livewire show at 5. Uh, and this Saturday night, uh, December 12th, uh, I'm actually part of the Talk and Shop Amania Christmas Party yes. live on the Talk and Shop Amania YouTube page at 6 p.m. So join 
uh, Luke Gallows, myself, uh, and many others as we're, we're selling some gimmicks, brother, uh, and just having a good time and drinking. Like, that's a match made in heaven. Um, <laughs> I, I've hung out with Gallows before, and then and we actually filmed some stuff this week. I don't know if you've been following his page. Um, so the, the, the cock torturer uh, murdered Sex Ferguson right after Sex Ferguson found his illegitimate son. So um, I've been actually uh, trying to avenge Sex Ferguson's death all week, so... Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the, yeah. The, everything that that uh, Gallows and, and everybody in his crew does is always batshit insane. So I, I can't wait for Saturday night. Uh, so it's a, a good weekend for me. Uh, beat Jaden Newman, hump him into submission, and and then go drink with uh, Luke Gallows and sell some merch. You know, can't beat that. Like merry no. merry fucking Christmas, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, merry Christmas to you, Matt. Thank yes. you for joining us. It's Thank been a great week. It's it's gonna be a great week. Finish strong this weekend. We'll be excited to watch it tomorrow night, Saturday night, and everything all the way through the end of the year. And 2021 is going to be the year of Matt Sells. Uh, and then see, here we go. Here we go. Speaking of cats, she had to jump up right at the last second. <laughs> hey. Hey. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks for joining us. Go follow us on YouTube. Go f- hit the follow button if you're watching on Twitch right now. Obviously, go check us out on Twitter. And don't forget to check out Action Wrestling, Synergy Wrestling. Uh, just go check out some indie wrestling. Go support some people that are really A lot of good shows ass. this weekend. And there's a lot of good shows this weekend, IWTV. Don't, just, don't, don't miss it. Check it out. It's free. Action. Promo. Go. Five days. Make sure you go and follow Matt Sells everywhere on social media he's on twitter and instagram all cells final he's on facebook search for rock and role model and he's got his youtube page check out matt sex cells and don't forget to check out matt sex cells presents the boozerweight classic 2 saturday january 2nd 2021 bell times at 7 30 down in augusta georgia Visit IWTV.live today to watch these great action wrestling events plus numerous other archive shows from action and other great independent promotions. Use code ACTION for a free five-day trial. Don't miss out. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at The Bald Monkeys. Watch us live on our new Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash The Bald Monkeys.